0: Hey, everyone, Greg and Orion here, and welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Culture Podcast, where we talk about all things whiskey. Today, we're going to be talking about Peerless. We're going to be trying their bourbon, and we're going to be talking about our experience uh, up on the whiskey trail. Yep, there it is. We're going to be talking about our experience up on the bourbon trail uh, in Kentucky and our time at Peerless, the distillery, uh, talking to them and seeing what they were all about. Um Quite, quite frankly, they're really, really cool people. They're super passionate about what they do. Um, really, really into the history of whiskey, um, even the history of the location. O- o- Orion. It was like a, it was like a, a, a paper mill, and it was, a, I think, a firehouse before that or something. It's like it's crazy. There's even a lot of history in the the building there, and they're a much yeah, I older think it was
1: brand. A, wasn't it like a flower or something like that production facility?
0: Yeah. And they, it's, it's interesting because it was an older brand um, that did not quite uh, survive prohibition, but it was, it was brought back um, not too, too long ago they they've got the DSP uh, Kentucky number 50, which is pretty low. And you look at how far those, those DSP numbers have gotten up, which is really cool. Um, but they're super passionate about the history there. They're super passionate about the history of just whiskey in general and Really passionate about what they're doing and and the steps that they take to um produce the whiskey and the care that they take in the entire process, Orion <laughs> what was uh when we first went up there, man, we really didn't know what to expect did we
1: no um it's a pretty unique facility it, it almost looks like a um like a warehouse just on the side of the street in downtown there It's pretty yeah, crazy. It's-
0: it's pretty unassuming it's right there next to the the river and the uh, Louisville overpass too which is you know you just pull into that parking lot and you're not quite sure what you expect and you walk in and it is a beautiful facility but we um, when we first went there man it was we met with Caleb who uh, Caleb Kilburn is the master distiller for uh, peerless and he is he's a bit of a younger guy you know when you think master distillers, uh, especially for historic brands, typically they're they're kind of you know a, an older individual. But uh, when Caleb came up, man, the amount of knowledge that he has for
1: you know oh, his yeah, the age, the encyclopedia, he he knows it backwards and forwards,
0: dude. And he's super passionate about it too, which is really cool.
1: I think you that know, comes we, with like knowing that much. Like to to be able to know that much, you had to be passionate about it or insanely bored just for memorizing all those facts and stuff. But I think the passion he has really is reflected in his knowledge with it. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it's really good. Um, Just the, the juice is really good. And the, the people that are working there is great. Cordell is is awesome as well. He's over there, their uh, marketing program and he's, he's just a great guy too. He's really passionate about it and he, he knows his stuff as well, and he is a marketing guru, so that's pretty cool. But I mean, that's <laughs> not surprising considering the peerless brand. You know, they they came back into production not too, not too too long ago. I mean, it, it it's been a while, but you're also looking at brands on the trail that have been producing for like 150 years nonstop. Yeah. You know, so in that in the scope of those people, they're relatively. Uh, newer to the ball game, but the, the juice that they're putting off is phenomenal. And then th- th- some of the single barrels that you can only get on the distillery are ridiculous. Um, when we were up there, man, what what was it? We got to try the smokehouse before it came out the first time we were up there. And yeah, that the was honey something... one as
1: well was fantastic. Oh, the honey one
0: was super good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But I think that, that, um and that smokehouse was just crazy. It was like the smokehouse almonds that you get. Yeah, man, th- those it, are so it was so good. But then they have the uh, the absinthe one recently. And the cool thing is, is when you go to the distillery, everyone's putting on a show, you know, when you, especially when you're going there to to shoot content, talk with them, interview distillers and stuff like that They're you know, everyone's always on guard because they know they're going to be they're going to be written about they're going to be on video. Um, but these guys were just so cool. And even when the camera stopped rolling, I mean, they were the exact same people and we've met them a few times now. And, uh, yeah, they're,
1: they're just, really genuine.
0: Yeah. They're just genuine people, which is really cool. Cause you never know who you're getting a show with and who's actually just a cool person, you know, <laughs> and, and definitely Caleb and, and Cordell are real people, which is really awesome. And they're, they're knowledgeable about the, the history and the community and they're just kind of embodiments of the the whiskey community where it comes to, you know, being a steward and sharing your knowledge and not being pretentious, which is something that we're starting to see more and more in the online whiskey community. People who are just posting crotch shots and look at what bottles I got and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's nice to get a breath of fresh air with some of these people who are at the top of the food chain and, and um, just really genuine, caring people. So that's super cool.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at their stuff right now. It looks like, uh, from 38 to 2014 was their big gap of non-production in 2014, they came back and started building their stuff in and 2015, they filled their first barrel. So that's six years, you know, that's not that, not that old of whiskey production in the modern era, but they still make some awesome stuff.
0: Yeah. And it's really cool because they, they put their distillery together and one of the things that Caleb told us was that he really built it from the ground up. And what I mean by that is he was in there pulling up planks from the ground and and laying down new planks. He said, you know, it was kind of all hands on deck when they, they put the distillery together and, and gave it a facelift, which it's a beautiful facility. Now it's, you know, it's it may not be a sprawling campus like you get with some of those other uh, long time distilleries out in the countryside, but I, I got to tell you, it's an impressive facility, and it is it's well put together, well organized, and it is definitely a beautiful facility, um, which is really nice. You walk in, and it's it's just you're you kind of are taken aback when you first walk in because we we came out, and it's just the brick building, the the facade, and then you yeah, walk like it in like it's, a
1: warehouse. It's, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you walk in and it's just, you know, all, all the, the beautifully cured wooden floors and all the wrought iron. And it, it's very much like a, a combination of, of old heritage some, and new industrial, you know?
1: Yeah. Industrial chic kind of look.
0: Well, we, uh, you know, we're talking about that. Orion, oh, let's go ahead and pour, um, pour some of this bourbon, man. Let's see what we got here. We, uh, funny enough, we love a lot of these pours that we have, but we don't get to try them super often because we're reviewing so many different whiskeys for the blog that uh, sometimes you just come back to an old favorite and it's it's really great. Like I, I probably haven't had a pour of Peerless in, in a couple of months just because it's, we just, you know, are trying so many different things. It's hard to keep up, but... I mean, on the nose, the, the nice thing about this bourbon is that it's so balanced. One of the things for me when it comes to drinking bourbon, and I've said it time and time again, is I love whiskeys that are confident in what they are. And it's if it's a sweet whiskey, I like whiskeys that pull really heavy in the sweet direction, a lot of butterscotch and vanilla. If it's going to be something that's more oaky, I like something that is really intensely oaky. Um, but if it's balanced, I like something that really sits in the middle and doesn't kind of exist in that nebulous zone between two, two, you know, domineering characteristics. And this one really sits nicely in the middle, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's got everything, I think, that a, a proof of where it is. Like, what, what is yours? Uh, mine's 109, I think.
0: My, mine's 109 as well.
1: Yeah, oh, I think we got it at the same three. time, so that makes sense. Most likely, yeah. Uh, I think for exactly where it's sitting at, it's got a great balance of pretty much everything. It's got a good, bold palette. It's got a it's got a nice smooth nose as well for being a, oh, almost 110 proof.
0: Yeah, and it's it's nice too because <clears> even <throat> with it being, you know, even with them being a little bit of a younger distillery, uh distillery, it's got. I mean, it's got like a clear medium to deep intensity on the appearance. It's really a, like a nice medium to deep amber, I think is really good. But yeah. it's, it's one of those ones where it's just got a really, really aesthetically appealing color to it, um, which I think is good. It's one of those things when you get a whiskey that, that sits in the glass, I, I like it to have that medium to deep kind of amber to brown color. When you start getting into that like lemon to gold, it's not... You know, it feels young. It doesn't feel quite as, as as whiskeyish. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it doesn't have you that like traditional bourbon uh, stereotype where you think this is the gonna be a hot man whiskey where it's just full of flavor and burn, and you're gonna almost knock yourself out taking a sip of it. You you sit with that characteristic and profile that it has, but this is actually something that isn't like what you're gonna find on the back shelf of a bar in the, you know, Wild West saloon that's gonna knock you out when you're pouring a sip back of it. It's very well balanced. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah, I I mean I agree on that. And it's it's one of those things that if I'm sitting a whiskey next to like a Reposado tequila, mm-hmm. I'm just I feel short-changed, you know, it's like, yeah. if, if I'm sitting at, if I'm sitting like a whiskey, which, you know, derives a lot of its flavor from the Oak, you do get to taste a lot of the grain in the whiskey too. But if I'm sitting, you know, a whiskey next to something that's only been aged, you know, three to, you know, three to nine months. And I, it looks the same. I just, <laughs> I just, feel like I want something that's got a little bit of more a little bit more age behind it, you know.
1: Yeah, and th- and that comes with this guy's color and presentation as well. I mean, the bottle is we we joked about it cuz we've we've uh, been essentially booze delivery people for the past couple of years when driving around Kentucky and stuff, always having <laughs> bottles rolling around in the back of the and the truck and this thing has uh held up through many clinks and drops and knockarounds because it's i mean if you look at the thing it's like bulletproof like look how much glass that is a thick freaking walled bottle
0: yeah i think i think peerless is one of the only bottles to actually survive being dropped on asphalt with us
1: yeah we, we, we,
0: we opened a car door and it, one of them happened to roll out of, it was wedged between the the seat and the door. And when we opened it, it fell out and it, it hit and it didn't even crack. It was crazy. There was like a little chip in the bottom and that was it. So yeah, they're, they're borderline bulletproof, which is mm-hmm. pretty
1: awesome. That, that should be on one of the, the advertisements <laughs> for the, That's the, adver- the
0: new advertisement. Peerless. Yeah. Drink as much as you want. Proof. You can
1: drop it, and it's it's totally fine.
0: But the nose is really... I mean, it's got a really clean nose to it. It doesn't have any of the, the solvent or, like, you know, weird production flavors that kind of indicate something either younger or something that doesn't have a lot of care behind it. It's got a really clean nose, and... I mean, it's it's got... I know it's 109, but it smells... Like it could be not, not 130 on proof, but like if you've smelled, you know, Stag Junior or any of those other higher proof ones, and there's a, a very intense, uh, aroma that comes with it, you know, this carries a lot of that wood note to it. It carries a lot of that deep caramel baking spice on the nose. It's got a lot of that, um, it's just got a lot of that like savory sweet balance. It's pretty simple in it's complexity, but it's, it's there and it's bold and it's nice. Yeah. It's definitely intensely oaky. I will say that it's got a lot of oak character. It's a spicy
1: Oak for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of baking spice in there as well. You get, yeah, You know, this is definitely one that's not as sweet as some of the other stuff that you'll get. Um, it doesn't have as much of that butterscotch vanilla in the body, but it definitely yeah. does have some of that, like, that popcorn, that, like, burnt brown sugar, that deep toffee to it. Almost yeah. a little bit of menthol, too.
1: Yeah, it's not because, that it's, like, void of sweet notes, either. It has, you know, like a, like a honey kind of as well in there.
0: They just don't they don't pop like some of the other bourbons that that rest on the sweetness as a crutch, because there's a lot of people that are just getting into bourbon and they're like, I want something that's super sweet. You know, I want Mm -hmm. something that's got a ton of butterscotch, a ton of like banana profile to it. I want something with a lot of vanilla. And, you know, this does have some of those sweet notes, but they're in balance with some of those more savory oaky characteristics as well.
1: Yeah, it's 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 uh bourbon that's not afraid to talk about the barrel it was aged in.
0: Yeah, yeah, which I like, you know. I am a big fan of oak characteristics when it comes to whiskey the, like
1: the guy who loves that Mixers 20. I mean, god, yeah. that was like <laughs> that's still the a burnt piece of wood. <laughs> Dude, insane. I I,
0: don't... I loved it so much. It was just it was like an oak and vanilla bomb. It was so delicious. Still trying to chase that dragon, man, and I just haven't found anything yeah. to scratch the itch. I'll
1: but, go down yeah. to the uh, the store, get some vanilla extract, and I'll just hit, like, a piece of lumber with a blowtorch for a minute, and then I'll just let you lick that vanilla extract <laughs> off the wood if you want to go ahead and get that experience again.
0: Don't tempt me with a good time, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, nobody wants to see that. Anyway... Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's got a really off dry palate to it. It's, you know, it's not quite dry, like, like a really dry cab in, in the wine world, but it's, it's definitely like an off dry. It's not super sweet, but it, it does have some of those sweet notes in there. Again, they're, they're balanced. It's not super pronounced, yeah. um, but it's got a, a really good mouthfeel to it. You know, it's got, it's a really full pour. It coats the mouth. It's, it's a pretty viscous pour. Um, so it's really good. It like coats your palate and it's like an oily
1: butter hybrid kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's almost like a little bit thick, like butter, but it's got that staying power, like an oil. I I think that's Mm -hmm. a perfect description for that. The finish on it's not super long. It's almost like a, like a medium, like a short to medium finish on it.
1: Really. And it, it, yeah, I say it it does more of uh, I think more of the spice comes out at the finish more of like kind of like a cinnamony Oak. And then you have like, uh, almost a little bit of fruit for me at the end.
0: Yeah. I get almost like a kind of, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I get almost like a, a little bit of almost like a, like you torched. Have you ever seen the, the, have you ever had somebody make a cocktail where they squeeze the lemon Uh, Mm Rind to get the oil, but they squeeze it through a a match. Like they squeeze it through the match and it torches the oil. You almost get that like torched lemon oil to it. Um, Definitely get the cinnamon that you're picking up on. It's like a really like almost, it's like a dry cinnamon spice to it. Mm -hmm. Um, You get a bit of that baking spice characteristic. You definitely get the charred Oak on the finish a lot. Yeah. you know it's there's there's a bit of complexity in there on the finish but it's it really you know it's really really balanced and then it very much pulls into that savory spice note towards the end yeah but i mean it's it's definitely it's a bold bourbon it's something that's going to be different if you're looking for a pour that's different the um i mean the peerless bourbon is is going to be good if you're looking for something that's not just a sweet bomb something that's a little bit more complex and it's not afraid to be a little bit bolder, spicier. I mean it's good. It's at 109, so of course there's a little bit of heat there, but I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's any hotter than 109. It drinks right at proof.
1: Yeah, I'd say even a little bit below. I'd say around 100, 103. Yeah. In that area.
0: Yeah, it's good though. I mean, it, it's one of those things that keeps the spice with it, it, it throughout the entire pour. You definitely can taste the the barrel in it. It's Got some sweet undertones, but it's uh, it's got a lot of that like ripe fruit, citrus type of of flavor to it. It's definitely something that's exists a little bit uh, more towards the savory side, but it's got just enough sweetness to keep it from being you know too much in that direction. It really does exist within that that sphere of balance, I'd say.
1: Yeah, I think like just based upon the look, as well as now that I'm retasting this bourbon again. I think it's where I'd imagine drinking this is Mm -hmm. in like a nice backwoods cabin after like skilleting, some kind of slab of meat, like red meat kind of thing. And then you're sitting by your little fireplace inside the cabin. I think it's like a perfect little (laughs) mini fireplace bourbon because it's got that feel.
0: We're, we're headed back up to the trail in just a couple of weeks and we, we rented a cabin out there. So maybe, maybe I'll, we'll, we'll bring our bottle of, um,
1: oh, well, yeah.
0: we're going to, we're going to be seeing them again when we go back up. So yeah. keep an eye out for
1: that. Yeah,
0: definitely. Keep an eye out. We're going to be pumping out a bunch more content, uh, here soon. We, we are, um, well, I think we, well, we haven't made the announcement on the podcast. We've made the announcement on the blog, but, uh, Orion and I are actually whiskey culture full time now. So yep. you are going to be seeing us traveling to Kentucky a heck of a lot more. Um, you're going to see more content. Well, you probably noticed the significantly increased amount and in quality of content that's going out. Um, we've got some great partners now. We're partners with, um, a couple of distilleries, you know, ra- uh, rabbit hole laws whiskey, dark door spirits, kazuba and sons. Um, you know Carson's over in Lexington, which we're trying to find how we can get brunch there and then go for dinner as well a different day, even <laughs> though we're staying an hour away. It is the best food I've ever had. Yeah, And I'm confident in saying that, which is, that's actually how they became our partners was every time we were up, we just kept stopping by. Mark, uh, the owner, made the mistake of giving us his contact information. And so we've dragged him along to to dinner yeah. and lunch and brunch. Every time we're up there, <laughs> eventually yeah. they were like, well,
1: <laughs> it's a full fledged addiction now. <laughs> yeah,
0: Absolutely. If you're ever in Lexington, you have to stop at Carson's. It's just absolutely insane. But we've got all these really great um, sponsors that are partnering with us that, that is awesome. And um, I mean, we're thankful for them, but they're helping us uh, increase the quality of our content and be able to travel more. So we're going to be going to Kentucky. A good amount. And we're going to start traveling to other areas. We're planning a trip up to uh, Colorado to see our friends over at Laws and, and get to uh, see those, those folks up there. We're planning a trip to Texas to be able to go on the Texas circuit as well. So you're, you're going to start seeing some travel videos and some mini series uh, of the Rick House coming out, which is our web series you can find on YouTube. Um, and we're going to be having little mini series like whiskey culture goes to Colorado whiskey culture goes to Texas. So yeah, that'll be really cool. And, um, but anyways, yeah. So definitely, uh, final thoughts, Orion on peerless and the peerless poor.
1: I think that this would be a bourbon. If I think two people would probably be really interested in this. One Mm -hmm. would be somebody who you're introducing to, a different type of bourbon because I'm sure the majority of people who have had it, Buffalo trace, everybody's had Buffalo trace, pretty much. If you've had a bourbon, you've had some kind of variety of Buffalo trace. It's a huge producer of whiskey and they have a renowned profile. So a lot of people associate that with bourbons as a whole, because that's either their one experience of it or that's their most frequented experience. So if you want to introduce somebody who's not going to be used to that traditional like sweet uh not necessarily overwhelmingly sweet profile because buffalo traces it does have that caramel and honey kind of stuff this is more of the barrel side of bourbons so this is where you're going to get your unique flavors that come from like the oaks and stuff and the spice that comes with bourbons typically that you're going to get from those grains so I think if you're introducing somebody to a different type of whiskey they're they their bourbons that they've never tried before, this one's pretty, pretty solid choice. I awesome. think the other person would be somebody who has literally never had bourbon before and they've only had other kinds of uh, alcoholic beverages. And this would be a good introduction because it, it also has that even amount of everything like it's got the spice, it's got the sweetness and it's got a good amount of heat. So you'll get them used to that, that whiskey burn right off the bat, even though this one isn't even that bad for the proof of what it is.
0: Excellent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're absolutely, you know, hit the nail on the head there. It's definitely one of those things that exists. It's it's got the spice profile to it. It's got an oak profile to it. It's got a little bit of that that fruity profile to it and that sweetness. And it exists in that balance. It's really good, um, especially if you're a fan. Uh, it, and you know, you hear bourbon, 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 and uh, you know, everyone seems to be chasing down stuff that's butterscotch, that's super sweet. This is one that um, peanut butter, peanut butter. Don't, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, I think you hit a trigger there yeah but uh yeah it's it's one of those things if you're looking for something that that kind of is different than the normal but still just a great pour i think this is good for you if you're up in the louisville area you definitely need to stop by and see uh caleb and and talk to cordell they're great people they're phenomenal actually i don't even know if they do public tours so never mind don't ask for them
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> Tell them we sent you. That'll Tell- be the thing.
0: <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, I, I think it's. I think great. Poor, great place to visit up in the Louisville area. We'll be there soon. Stay tuned. We're going to be doing some more videos and some interviews. Um, which I think is great, but thank you guys again. Um, thank everyone for ju- thank you everyone for joining us here at Whiskey Culture Podcast, where we talk about all things whiskey. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. You can sign up for free at whiskeyculture.com and sign up for our new Barrel Club. That Barrel Club is awesome. It's going to be your shot at early access to our content, as well as early uh, access to pre-order our barrel picks and our private barrels. Um, I know it went by real fast, and some of you guys were bummed that you didn't get the opportunity to uh, get one of our private barrels in your hand since it was a local-only release. And we've partnered up with Curiato to be able to uh, get those out to you guys. So you, most of you are going to be able to order some of our bottles. It depends on the state's shipping laws. But uh, we, we're going to be hitting about 30 of the most populated states, so that's good um please if you can follow us on instagram facebook tiktok and youtube uh we post a bunch of different content on each of those channels um and we have the Rick House web series that's come out on youtube uh which has been a really cool project it's really fun and it takes a ton of work from both orion and i for each of those episodes so uh even if you hate it just just uh just even the view is is great and somewhat validating for the amount of insane time we put into each of those episodes
1: if you hate it just drop your phone or whatever you're watching for like 10 minutes go get a snack you know do some light stretching and just leaving it run that'll that'll be real helpful for us
0: <laughs> yeah I mean he's not wrong though yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome guys. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, We will see you all soon. And uh, we're going to be rolling these podcasts out now once a week. Um, We're going to start rotating in some people. We've got some, some upcoming stuff. We're going to be interviewing the owner, Mike from uh, Blue Run, which has been super popular lately. Um, We're going to be talking to a couple of master distillers coming up soon. So uh, make sure to keep an eye out for those. You can find our podcast on our website, Uh, or on any major podcast provider. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on on pretty much all the major podcast providers. So thank you guys so much. Uh, We look forward to seeing you next week for the Whiskey Culture Podcast. And see you all soon.